Today, we've got the final part of a three-part interview with T-Mobile CEO Mike Siebert, where we talk about the impact of the coronavirus. So the coronavirus hit way back in March. Uh, it seems like years ago, but it's actually been about four months. Uh, I'm just curious how, from a business perspective, from a, from a culture perspective, how the pandemic and the lockdown has affected T-Mobile. Well, it certainly affected the way we do our work. Um, you know, right away when this hit um, really quickly and suddenly, you know, we weren't, um, we didn't have the, the knowledge we have today. We didn't have the supplies we have today. And so we took quick and decisive action in March to shut down, uh, you know, the vast majority of our retail fleet nationwide, leaving, uh, you know, a much smaller uh, fleet available for customers that really needed it, making sure that everybody at least had some place they could go for help. Um, and, and that was the state for a little while until we could figure out, A, what would be the techniques we could use to be safe based on the data emerging and, and B, the supplies. Uh, remember when this first hit, it, 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 people didn't wear masks. In fact, it was viewed as you're taking a mask from a medical professional if you wear a mask, remember that? And we couldn't get them anyway. And so we, we had to just close and we did it quickly and decisively. And then when, when the data came and when the supplies came, we quickly reopened. And we've been operating um, safely and effectively for our customers ever since. Uh, at T-Mobile, masks are required. Um, so customers must wear them. Um, if you need a special accommodation for a medical reason or otherwise, we can accommodate you over the phone or meet you outside. Uh, but masks are required in our stores. And I'm just so proud of our team. You know, we've had to take tens of thousands of care reps and um, completely rethink how care is done. 92% of our calls, millions of calls, are being taken from people's homes now with complete call routing technology and call monitoring technology to make sure the best care is delivered. And our office workers are mostly working from home. Um, our offices are open. Uh, we're keeping capacity below 10% right now. And uh, for, for all the, the right reasons and keeping people spaced out, masks are required in our offices as well. And we'll be increasing the density allowed in our offices, you know, as circumstances warrant. But uh, I'm really proud of our team for how they've responded so decisively to this crisis. Yeah, and speaking about you know the, the customers, uh, you know, you and several other carriers pledged to support customers during the lockdown with the, with the Keep Americans Connected pledge. That pledge has since expired. Um, so I'm curious what what you guys are doing to continue to support customers because the coronavirus clearly hasn't gone away. Um, so, so what are you doing to, to kind of help folks in this difficult time? Well, unlike our competitors to a certain extent, um, it's always been a core competency of T-Mobile's to provide great service and to be able to serve people who have tighter and tougher budgets. Um, that, you know, that's been a part of our legacy. It's been a part of our competence for years. And, and everybody knows that because we've been the value player. Um, a lot of people have found their way to us that that do have um, tougher economic circumstances. And so we know how to work with them. We work with them one-on-one, -on -one, uh, we meet their needs. And a big piece of this is to make sure that people don't rack up uh, big bills on our service that they can't afford. And that's why right during the pandemic, we brought to market way ahead of schedule, T-Mobile Connect, which is the lowest cost smartphone plan in our history and certainly lower than anything our direct competitors have ever done, starting at $15 a month for smartphones. And so it's about right-sizing people to what they can afford. Because I know this, unlike the last recession in 2008, um, our category has achieved a level of importance in consumers' lives. They're not gonna drop it. They feel like they can't drop our category. 
but by the same token, we can't provide the services that they need if, if people aren't paying us. And so what we do is work with each person and arrange what will work for them. Maybe that's a payment arrangement so they can catch up over time. Or maybe that's putting them on a breakthrough offer like T-Mobile Connect that they can afford. Um, but this is what our people do every day. This is, you know, we know how to work with people um, you know, who are trying to make ends meet. And that's what part of what they love about T-Mobile. And I know at the beginning of this outbreak, you know, you offered uh, free hotspot capabilities for phone. Is that uh, still a perk that you're offering or not perk, but a feature you're offering to customers as this pandemic goes on or what, what's going on with that? Yeah, that part, that part expired. But what we do offer is, you know, as you know, the vast majority of people on T-Mobile are on Unlimited. And we have by far the best unlimited approach of any of the major providers. And so if you have a mobile phone on us, um, you know, two things happen. As you, you probably know how unlimited works. Unlimited for all the carriers it has the possibility of being slowed down if you're in an area of congestion and you're in the very top percentage of users. So other people have a fair shot. It's called network prioritization. Everybody does it, but ours is by far the most generous. So, you know, you don't have a chance of being put in a network prioritization until after 50 gigs and then it only affects you if you're congested. And guess who's got the least congested network in the country? T-Mobile. And so people that really need a lot of data and they need it on their smartphone are, are by far best served at T-Mobile today. Gotcha. You also, when you introduced that Connect program, the, you also teased out Project 10 Million, uh, program to get uh, students and, and schools connected with hotspots. Uh, what's the progress of the program? Because at this point, we really need something that, like that right now. No kidding. Um, so a couple things. One is we didn't wait. Um, right when the pandemic hit, we implemented versions of it right away. Um, we, we were reached by major school districts like New York, uh, LA, Houston, and others. And they said, listen, we, you know, we need help. Can you help us? Can you work with us? And we jumped right in. And so that, that was important because they, they didn't have time for a program to be invented. They were sending their kids home. I got a call on a Saturday morning uh, you know, from somebody, uh, the CIO of New York City uh, School District, and they said, look, we're, we're, we're closing. Uh, we're gonna be closing Monday. Um, we're sending everybody home, hundreds of thousands. Can you help? And you know, we had, a, by, the, by late that afternoon, we had worked out a way to help. And um, so, so we didn't wait, but, but we're still gonna launch the program we conceived. And this is, this is huge. This is 10 million homes with underconnected school-aged kids who are gonna be reached by our network and by completely free service for those homes. And we're gonna be doing it in collaboration uh, with government and non-government organizations in, in, uh, you know, all across the country. I'm curious what the timing is that, because obviously the school year is about to, it'll start in about a, two months or so. Um, and I'm curious if it's co gonna coincide with the start of the new year with, with a lot of kids out of school, uh, the need for something like that is greater than ever. Yeah, it's a five-year initiative. Um, but it is starting this year. So I don't have uh, details for you on when we're starting, uh, but I, obviously, you know, we know more than anybody how acute the need is um, that, you know, whether kids are physically in school or whether they're at home, um, what, what inspired us here is that millions of kids are underconnected. And if you're underconnected, we call it the homework gap. It's been well acknowledged um, as, a, as a major digital divide problem in this country because now more than ever, if you're underconnected, you may not be able to catch up. And it's really important that we don't perpetuate a group of people unable to catch up and therefore perpetuating differentiated economic and lifestyle circumstances for those people. So 
10 million households with kids will be reached over five years with this program. It's a 10 billion dollar commitment, the biggest ever. And we're, we're really proud of it. And, and like I said, we haven't waited. We're, we've been out working with school districts already. And just lastly, are there any other, I guess, accommodations or options or features or programs that you're considering to help folks who are still impacted by the coronavirus? The only thing I'll, I'll say is that it's what we see isn't just coronavirus impact. What we see is the resulting recession. And, you know, we, we know that as this abates, and it, and it will eventually abate, um, that what will be left is, is economic circumstances that look different than what came before. And look, I, I think that's, that's a great opportunity for us to stand up and remind everybody who we are, uh, because this company has always stood for people who need a better value and who have some tougher circumstances and who don't wanna make trade-offs on something as important as network in order to save some money. Um, we stand up for those people, we always have, but there's a bigger opportunity for us to do that this year than ever uh, because people need us. They need what we can offer, You know, the best network, um, which is what we're building and the best value. They can't afford to trade those things off uh, in, a, in a world that we live in today. And, and we're gonna be here for them in a bigger way than ever before. That concludes our three-part interview. Subscribe to our podcast for all the episodes. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.